What are the star attraction games of the Browns 2022 regular season? What are a couple of games that could possibly be viewed as traps for the ultimate success of this Browns team in 2022? And once the season ends, where will the Browns be in the standings in the AFC North? All that and more with Garrett Bush on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things to all pound LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Every day, a little bit of technical difficulties on a Friday morning right off the bat. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account DMs. Everybody knows the drill. Appreciate all of you. Make Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. Make sure you leave those five-star ratings, written reviews. Guys, I have put up the link. Um, YouTube, I coming in the next couple of days. We are fired up. We are ready to go. There'll be some big announcements coming with the first episode on YouTube. Um, so we'll get to all that. Um, I would say now we're shooting hopefully for Monday. So fingers crossed, you know, just a little red tape to get through. Garrett Bush, part of the bar, I mean, the host of the barbershop, part of the fantastic panel on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, is in here today. We're going to go through the schedule a little deeper. Uh, you know, obviously. You always know the opponents going into this, but you always want to see the way it breaks down. Um, Garrett, I think they got kind of beneficial with the early part of the schedule. You look at those first four games, um, and it'll be good because this will be a Cleveland offense that will be a lot of new parts. Um, So obviously you're not going to come right out of the box. You might come right out of the box firing on all cylinders, Um, but it will take a little growth. But I think you go into this, these first four games, and the thing that sticks out to me is you're looking at this, and two of those first four games, you're talking about teams who don't even know the quarterbacks are yet. Yeah, this is right where I want to be. A lot of people was laughing and joking, G. Bush, we want to get those good teams. We want to play a good team week one. I said, uh, speak for yourself, bro. (laughs) <laughs> Let me go ahead and play some of these 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 guys that got young quarterbacks or don't know how to, who their quarterback is going to be, and they have not had anything to solidify. So when you roll out the carpet one one p.m. on the road against the Panthers, I'm clapping it up because hey, you I, I like to start looking at the roster and say okay, well, well, well maybe it's your boy Sam Darnold, or maybe I don't know who else they're going to put throw back there. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey might already have hamstring problems by then. (laughs) (laughs) He might already be banged up or dinged up a little bit. So this is exactly what I want to see September 11th, 1 p.m. game. You're not in prime time. You don't got to worry about, you know, all of the bright lights or whatever the case may be. And then you get an opportunity to come on to play the Jets on the 18th. And they got, you know, you know, they don't don't have a rookie quarterback, second year quarterback, but. Still don't have very much up front as far as the offensive line. Their their skills uh, players, you know, are are younger. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm I don't think Garrett Wilson's gonna come out here and kill us and torture us the first uh, <laughs> the first game. So the 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 way this schedule is setting up, I I fully expect, and, and every other Browns fan should fully expect that the Browns come out and win the first two games 
setting up a, a nice little matchup on, on primetime 815 against the Steelers in next week. Yeah, so Thursday night football, obviously week three, Pittsburgh Steelers come to Cleveland and the Browns a little bit advantageous here as um, do get two primetime games this year, both in first energy. Obviously, both those nights, obviously, the stadium will be rocking. Um, you know, folks will be ready to go. It'll be a long weekend, I'm sure, for many. Will that be? We'll be phoning out on uh, Friday after the Thursday night affair and Halloween Monday night football in first energy. Certainly got a great, great appeal to it. There's some there's some big matchups on this schedule. You know, Buffalo Bills obviously are considered to be one of the top teams in the AFC. Um, if you had talked about this two months ago, playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, it would have been like sweet, you know. Now all of a sudden, Tom Brady's back in the building. It's kind of like, oh crap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. One more time yeah. with Tom. New England. This is a team that beat the living snot out of the Browns last year, and not even just on the scoreboard. They physically beat them up. The Chargers, obviously Chargers did not make the playoffs last year. Chargers finished third in their division, just like the Cleveland Browns did. This is why the Chargers are on the schedule again this year. But a team that has amped it up as far as you know, uh, offseason moves, um, certainly star quarterback going into year three, and Justin Herbert. But what are a couple of games here, Garrett, for you that stand out on this year's regular season schedule? Oh, well, well, obviously the, the games that – the coolest thing about the AFC North is the division games all stand out because, uh, you know, traditionally all three of those teams have been good, especially now with the ascendance of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So you look at, you know, the Bengals being a, a team uh, who is, you know, going, going to the Super Bowl. Um, they have a dynamic, potent offense. So the Bengals are going to be awesome. The Ravens obviously have uh, Lamar Jackson back ready to go and healthy. They've uh, added some new pieces, had a good draft. They're always, uh, you know, perennially the dudes that's out here making noise. And, of course, the Steelers. Uh, and the Steelers, we don't know what's going to go on with uh, them. Is it Mr. Trubisky? Uh, is Picky going to be playing by the time we get we get to the Steelers? I don't know. I, I, we'll figure that out. But the Steelers have been traditionally good under Mike Tomlin, and they don't fall off too much. So I'm always interested in the division games. But as far as the outside games, I'm looking at a couple things, right? I'm, I, I'm circling the December 4th game, obviously. Deshaun Watson going back to the Texans. Ooh, I think, hey, you think there's going to be some boo birds out there? <laughs> so that game for me is is a game where I'm I'm circling um, as something that the Browns need to worry about as a trap game already. You come off a, a November 27th game against a 1 p.m. against the Buccaneers. Tom Brady back in the building. Always people get up are always going to get up and be ready for Tom Brady to play. The previous week, you got the Bills, November 20th. So you go Bills, Buccaneers, and then at Texans. To me, that's a trap game. That's one of those games, emotional, going home. I don't like when players got to come home, especially when you still got or in, a, in a state you got 22 allegations with if Deshaun Watson is still playing. And then after that, December 11th, you, you go – um, back and you play a 1 p.m. game against the Bengals. So that sandwich Texas Texans game for me is one of the trap games on, on this uh, on this schedule. Yeah, and, and this is going to be the thing where it's weird for Houston because obviously Deshaun Watson did not take a, da- a snap for them last year, was a part of their team, got paid, did not play. So that's a nice scenario to have. But now they're going to see this guy with this still going on. 
coming in. And, you know, as Garrett and I have talked about, we don't think 2022 is where you're going to see a suspension for Deshaun Watson. We think if that ultimately comes into play, it's most likely going to be in 2023 when the NFL has absolutely every drop of evidence in front of them to make a decision on a possible suspension. Um, Yes, obviously the Texans got rewarded handsomely. Three first-round picks, this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, Deshaun Watson comes in there, throws four touchdowns, throws for 300 yards. You know, you're already going to have a pissed-off Houston Texans fan base and be like, well, well, this was our guy. He was ours. Um, (laughs) Here he is coming in, playing for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, we got some – hopefully we're going to get some guys that are going to turn out to be really, really good players. But, like – I don't know what happened. We blinked. He sort of got into trouble, but here he is lighting our ass up and he's playing for the opposing team. And, you know, so just a strange scenario that would be, obviously. And, and Jeff, I'm going to tell you this. I think that game he either throws uh, throws for 400, runs for 100, and he looks like the next coming uh, of Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, and Warren Moon mixed in one. Or he struggles a little bit, and that game is a close game, and the Texans come out inspired and playing, and that crowd gets into it. So I can see both scenarios. I don't think this is either or. I think he either plays well or he plays bad. That's that's the my, my mindset in, in, in that scenario. It, honestly, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for everybody involved if you know somehow, some way, you know, the Friday before uh, Deshaun Watson was deemed a close contact, he's not going to be able to play on Sunday. So the Browns go in there and just go with one of the other quarterbacks, and nobody's got to talk about it. And you'll basically just, you know, get through the ball game and, you know, whatever. We'll revisit give it, it to, next week. Give it to Nick Chubb a hundred times. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Nick, how you feeling? Because you were carrying the mail today. We're going to get to a little bit more here. You know, Garrett kind of gave away a little tip here you know, on the Texans game as far as being a trap. I do think there are a couple other booby traps on this schedule for the Browns. We'll see how it all plays out. Getting back to a little bit more here. You latest locked on Browns. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Garrett Bush in the house. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures bets. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing here on your latest Locked On Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns your first listen day in, day out. Now, Garrett, you you spoke on that, and I do agree with you, because you're talking, you come off the bye week, uh, road trips to Miami, road trips to Buffalo. Miami could be a little tricky, because you're going to get to the time of the year where it's already cold in Cleveland. You're going to get down to Miami. You know, still talking maybe high 70s. It's tough to adjust your body when you've been living in 40, 50 degree temperatures now, two, three, four weeks. So you worry about guys maybe getting gassed out. Buffalo is just a wild place to play. They are an excellent football team. Then, uh, you know, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to town. Then you have Houston. Yes. Then you go right into two. Extremely important. Your second visit with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, then you also come back. You have the Baltimore Ravens. The other one for me, and I don't know where I'm at with the New Orleans Saints yet for this season, but before you get to uh, the final game of the season, Week 18 against Pittsburgh Steelers, you slip in Washington. Now, the Commanders, I think, are overall a good football team. Everything around it is pretty good. The one issue I do see with the Washington football team is I'm sure they wish they had somebody else quarterbacking this team other than Carson Wentz. 
They've got a really good team. They got good skill players. They got this really nice defense that's up on the rise. But you know, talking about Carson Wentz here, and it's already you know strike three for Carson Wentz in the NFL. So that can be another tough one there, as opposed you know going on the road late in the season, a big game, knowing that the eyes could be on Pittsburgh uh, for Game Seventeen, Week Eighteen. And who will see where it is, you know, as far as where the Browns are standing at the time. It could be for the division, could be for a wild card, but two sneaky ones later on where Houston slips in, Washington slips in, games that look like they're winnable, but the Browns are going to be going through a gauntlet of good teams. And then you slip in these teams that aren't as good, but you got to be ready to go each and every week. Yeah, that that's, you know, that's the, the, the thing now with the Browns. You know, all the, all that other stuff where, you know, guys is, you know, we we looking at the schedule and and we're like, oh, that team might be just as talented as us, or or we you know we don't have the same type of firepower. We look at it and we start to talk about what well, the Browns have to go in here and play this type of game. The Browns have if, if Deshaun Watson is playing, the Browns have one of the best rosters in the league, bar none. They got one of the be- better rosters in the league. So when you look at the Buffalo Bills game, the, the Buccaneers game, and then you get the Texans on the fourth. Uh, you look at the Saints December twenty fourth on a Christmas Eve. You look at the you look at the Washington Commanders, and that is um, at one p.m. And so when you're looking at all those different things, you need to win them games. You you have to be able to pencil those games in. Uh, if you can pencil uh, the Texans in as a win, the, the Saints don't get me don't get me wrong. Any any win in the National Football League, you'll have to earn it. Any win, you're gonna to have to go out there and really play. And every game, every week is a new week. But those are games that that are setting up to where the good teams down the stretch capitalize on those. They put those in the bank. Uh, and, and so I'm definitely with you on, on January first um, when you're looking at uh, the Washington Commanders game. It's a one o'clock game. You're on the road. I, don't be feeling sorry for yourself. Um, and, and look, it's right around Christmas. Christmas Eve, you're doing something with the Saints. Uh, January 1st, your, your uh, New Year's Day you, you with the Commanders. So those two games, to me, also look, look kind of trappish, too. Yeah, you know, and difficult spots to be in is, you know, and, you know, obviously when you get to that part of the season, NFL season, where a team is physically at is going to be based on one, you know, a team's health. That's just the way it's going to go in those scenarios. You know, obviously the Browns last year, uh, by that time, you know, they were basically sucking up the fumes of what was left in the gas tank um, as they were struggling down the stretch, injured quarterback injuries all around, still dealing with COVID concerns, that those types of things. Um, I do want to get to this year, Garrett. As far as the six games within the AFC North, I think they got spaced out pretty well. Um, but, you know, if you think, you know, in my opinion, I think, you know, you're talking about if you're winning this AFC North, you were battling, obviously, in my opinion, Cincinnati and Baltimore. It's not that I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be good. I just think Pittsburgh, it's going to be a year of you know trying to get it in order post Ben Roethlisberger. So ideally, I would hope that Week 18 was one of these games against either A, Baltimore, or B, Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, look, if it goes well, you may be in the driver's seat by that time. You never know. Um, but the division games here, and it comes to this question here, you know, we talk about the AFC West. Everybody agrees it's loaded. Um, Buffalo, obviously, you know, stamped as going to probably be a contender um, you know, not just win the AFC East, but to win the AFC. Is this going to be a position here 
where you know you think we only might get one team out of the north and it you know i you know this ain't good for me you don't want to be in a position where you're battling for a wild card you want to make sure you handle your own business and can get this division title i no, no i think i think the afc north gets uh at least two teams uh i i, I think the way it's set up now uh the afc north they talked about the afc west and, and they have good squads but when you when you look at it the AFC North is, I mean, we're, we're stacked every single year. I mean, even when you look at the Steelers, the Steelers are not a gimme. Steelers aren't a gimme game for people. The only thing the Steelers are looking for is a quarterback, you know, depending on how much Trubisky or Pickett plays. But, you know, when you talk about Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, they got Pickens now. They got a decent offensive line. T.J. Watt is a guy. Um, they have, you know, they they got some guys now. Don't get it don't get it twisted. Cam Hayward played well last year. He seems not to age. So those guys are are, are formidable, especially with Mike Tomlin. But you know Joe Burrow. You know the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. Potent offense and the Ravens. You know they got an MVP, former MVP on their squad. J.K. Dobbins is coming back. So you, you, when you look at what what this division is, it's stacked. It's deep. It has three, I think, elite quarterbacks. Um, and with the Bengals and the Browns and the uh, Ravens, it just yet to be seen which one of those teams is going to vie for that second position. I think the, the AFC North at least gets two teams. Um, and even when you look at the Bengals last year, it looked it didn't look like the Bengals wanted the division, and nobody in, in the AFC North was really just jousting and to jump up on the top of the pack and say, "Hey, it's our division. Let's run away with this thing." So I think the AFC North gets two, um, but I don't. I was going to ask you on this. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals took a step back. To me, like just looking at their roster a little bit, I'm like, I mean, you got away with a lot of stuff last year. Offensive line being bad, sacks. You got a. You Joe Burrow just got hot. I mean, down the stretch, and, and and I look at them as a team that possibly could take a step back a little bit. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll go with one thing here. There is a thought process that the AFC West can basically maul the living daylights out of each other and basically cannibalize itself into the fact that, you know, they may not get three teams like a lot of people think. I said this last night. Look, the Bengals, the Bengals made some moves. Um, but as far as the offensive line, look, Lael Collins was a nice addition for them on that offensive line. But you go to this playoff run of the Cincinnati Bengals last year, you got lucky. I, I don't know necessarily that you won some of these games as much as other teams lost them. I'll go back to the Titan game. Derrick Henry mm. coming back off of injury, gone for two months. They made it a point to feature him. It wasn't working. The other running back was having a better day. You were taking the ball out of Ryan Tannehill's hands, out of A.J. Brown's hands to give you an opportunity to win the game. Um, Cincinnati stuck around long enough. Same thing, Kansas City left points on the board twice against the Cincinnati Bengals and ended up losing the game. So, you know, everybody thinks about this Bengals run. And for me, it wasn't so much, you know, a glamorous run and great play. And I'm not denying Joe Burrow and the things these guys did. But those games could have easily gone the other way. I think the Bengals got lucky, certainly got lucky. And But look, hey, I, I'll I'll take lucky to get to a Super Bowl hey, any day of the week. You know, I get lucky Jennifer Aniston returns a, a DM. Yeah, I'll take it, no problem. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not sure that Cincinnati necessarily should just be put in in Sharpie that all of a sudden they're going to come back and win back-to-back AFC Norths. Um, I, I'm not comfortable with it. I won't say it. You know, I put myself out there certainly last night with what I said. 
So I, you know, that I'm okay with. We're going to get to a couple thoughts here, how this schedule is going to break down, where we think the Browns are ultimately going to end up once week 18 ends in Pittsburgh. Stick around. All that more. Latest Locked On Browns. Built bars, everybody. Okay. Everybody loves them. Everybody needs them. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it's only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow, so we'll get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in a little secret, because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. It is covered in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. Are you serious right now? With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means... That with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com today to get birthday cake puffs now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, Garrett, moving forward here, you know, obviously, you know, I went out on a limb last year. I saw a possibility of 13 and four, um, had no idea that the quarterback was going to get destroyed in week two and basically have to go out there week in, week out with one arm. Had no idea. You know, I was still in the thought process of this is going to work with Odell. Um, I don't think any of us truly knew how dinged up Jarvis was for this team last year, which certainly held them back. So all of a sudden it was like, well, where are your wide receivers? You know, and it started to seem weird in August because everybody was amping up Donovan Peoples-Jones. And it was like, well, we're talking about a guy who caught, what, 17 balls his rookie year. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're we're not talking about Odell Beckham Jr. We're not talking about Jarvis Landry. We're talking about a thought process where we're going to ask this former sixth-round pick in his second year to go out there and give us 90, 12, and 10. No, I mean, it didn't seem realistic. And then certainly it hampered this team. I think everybody feels a little bit more positively. But look, you know, Anthony Schwartz, we got to see it. David Bell, we certainly got to see it. You know, the tight end room, you know, losing Hooper and throwing more balls to Nujoku and Bryant. I think everybody was at the point about week 10 last year where they were saying, look, just put Hooper on the field if, it's, if you're running the ball. Otherwise, get his ass on out of here. Uh, <laughs> if he does catch it, he's going to trip over his own feet. I've never seen nothing like that in my life, Jeff. Like, like that man, like he, he did not play the same way in Atlanta. I used to watch him. I drive, I drive with him on my fantasy teams. A couple. He used to just get the ball and just slide down. Like it was an invisible ghost man that was tackling him with no one. Around. I'm like, this is crazy, man. What, what's, get him up out of here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, Blades of Grass had, you know, seven tackles against Austin Hooper last year. Um, they were phenomenal. They were absolutely phenomenal. And it was frustrating because if he caught the ball, he either fell down first and nobody touched him. Then he tried to get his momentum going again. And all of a sudden, whatever athleticism he had in Atlanta, it, like, like, it looks like it, it stayed in Atlanta. <laughs> he left it there. 
it, it, he forgot it. You know how you be moving and you leave something on the U-Haul? You be like, dang, I left it on the U-Haul. I, I, I got to go back and see. You think we could get that back? No, it's gone. That U-Haul was rented in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> now, but look at this. I think the possibility for a really strong start is there. You know, I think, you know, other than Pittsburgh, I'd say those, you know, three of those four, you know, with Carolina, with the Jets, we four, the Falcons, um, obviously the Falcons are a team trending, trying to build their roster before they go find who is going to be the foreseeable future quarterback for that team. You know, Pittsburgh, I'm not just going to say it's a win. Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Division games are always difficult, but I think it would be obviously behoove this team tremendously if they can get off to a strong start. I mean, we talk about this fact that this team has never been one and oh in ages. So that is certainly something that this team is going to need to hopefully get to do. But the importance of getting off to a strong start, building confidence, understanding that maybe everything that you got going on is working before you start to pick up the pace here and start playing legitimate teams, the Chargers, the Patriots, et cetera, et cetera. Totally agree. Totally agree. To me, the way I look at this schedule, and and I think all Browns fans can be looking at it like this. You got to – and I think it's going to take some time to get in Justin to – and I think the reason is because I think people are still some some ways um, feeling that Sean Watson going to have a suspension. But for me, I, I'm just going to go as status quo. And if I'm going to status quo, I'm looking at this this schedule and being like, man, they gave y'all a gimme. This is a I like the schedule to me because it gives you it gives you some um, some guys in the beginning of the year where they're teams that are just not better than you and they don't have a quarterback. So the first th- three teams we play, you, Panthers, Jets, and Steelers, you don't even know who their quarterbacks are going to be, right? Then you go with the Falcons. We, by the time you get down to the Falcons game, you, you're playing against Marcus Mariota and uh, Calvin Ridley, Ridley is out the, the whole season because of the gambling stuff. So they're on a, a complete rebuild. So, so you got the first one, two, three, four games where you're not even facing anybody prime time as far as quarterbacks, you can stack you some some money in the bank. You can put some hay in the barn with this with this schedule. Because to me, the Browns should be four zero, and that's the way I'm gonna look at it. They should be four zero going to that Chargers game. And to me, the Browns now have a better roster than the Chargers. To me, in my my in my mind, October 9th. But I'll give it to them. That was a team that didn't make the playoffs. That's a little bit of a gimme. Uh, excuse me, a, a pick them. Sorry about that. It's more a little bit about a pick them game. Then you go play the, the Patriots. Now that we have a quarterback, that Patriots game should be, everybody in that organization should be fired up after the way they got beat down last year. I think Baker threw for like 71 yards or something, and they put a 40 spot on you. Look at what <laughs> you got. Look, look at what you got. So those games, to me, are winnable. You got an opportunity to be uh, uh, four and one, or excuse me, four and two, five and one going into that game against the Ravens. I, I'm I'm leaning five and one. For me, I, I look at this. I got this this chalked up as a possible twelve to thirteen win season if Deshaun Watson plays all his games. If he's if he's available every game, I got twelve to thirteen wins. Um, looking at that uh, because of the extra game, and I don't see very many games on the schedule where the Browns are completely outmatched by anybody. I'm totally with you. And obviously with that, I'll add the caveat of, you know, 
And keep in mind, anytime we have been talking Cleveland Browns 2022, we are under the assumption Jadavian's coming home. Jadavian is going to come back. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, Deshaun for 17, you know, certainly, certainly assuming Jadavian um, would not be surprised if a veteran defensive tackle was brought in here. You know, obviously, we've talked a ton, and, you know, with Pete Smith on some shows, Akeem Hicks, um, Eddie Goldman, one of those two to come in and basically anchor uh, with the four young guys at the defensive tackle position. I think these are moves that are going to come, and it's more of, you know, understanding that, you know, long veterans in the NFL give you the, you know, the – words of you know i'll see it late july you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i ain't doing this stuff now um with, so with that thought process you know i i think 12 to 13 wins is certainly possible i think this team you if this if deshaun watson and i said this last night if deshaun watson plays 17 games you get clowny back for the investment that was made it is afc north title or bust this team with all they put in giving up so many draft picks giving up the finances that they are giving to deshaun watson 238 million dollars garen Teed. This is the bar. And yeah. look, if, if you don't win an AFC North title this year or next year, now there's some questions coming down from above to Andrew Barry, to Kevin Stefanski. Look, what didn't I give you to make this work? Because we gave away the future draft wise as far as first round picks. We gave this man a ton, a ton of money to the point now where maybe there's rumors that some other teams in the NFL front office wise are upset with us for what we did. So we went this far there. These the expectations within that building have to be sky high because you went about as all in as one can go with this acquisition of Deshaun Watson. You know how they say, speak now forever. Hold your peace. I keep, th- <laughs> I keep thinking about that for, for uh, Stefanski and Andrew Barry. There's a couple of positions that they need to keep that whole phrase in the back of their mind at when it comes to getting a few last pieces. If you think that these guys, if there's any doubt that you don't have enough in the wide receiver room, you better speak now forever hold your peace. Because you, like you said, this is AFC North Championship or bus, given what they gave up, given the investment, uh, in, in uh, all of the pieces and parts and different things that we've been doing, especially with Deshaun Watson. If you think that you you, you want to solidify Clowney, get him get that done. If you think you need some some more help at wide receiver, get that done as well. Uh, I, I, there should be no excuses, and, and it, it, the more the quicker and faster you get those guys in the camp, get them into the system, you can start planning. So Kevin Stefanski has all of his vegetables, all of his fresh meats all of his fresh chicken or beef stock and his best baked bread to make a nice meal so we can get ready to eat for this season. So get the ingredients together. And if you need something, let me know. We can still go to the store by his time. Exactly. Look, we're out. The car's running. We got room in the backseat. Yep. We got to get this done because we have gone every step to make this work. And so we need to make sure it does, in fact, work he is garrett bush barbershop saturday mornings on 92.3 the fan obviously garrett uh, has been popping in there you know as needed transitions going on at a radio station garrett you know a lot of time over 92.3 check it out the ultimate cleveland sports show um the this first week is going to end we're recording friday morning and a little later today been a monster week and i've actually joking with garrett but i'll let him kind of clue you all in here as you know greg news will be a part of their show today garrett 
what y'all got left? Because, I mean, you know, you guys went to the A-list right out the box. I mean, are we getting accountants, tax attorneys, <laughs> uh, Bill who lives in his mom's basement and does a little twitch every now and then? I mean, what's going to be left for you guys to bring in? Hey, we we listen. Shout out to, <laughs> to them over there, Steve, Mikey McNuggets. I guess that's is that we gonna roll with. That's your new nickname, Mike McNuggets. Shout out to them. Them dudes is out here going to get a list, man, guy. Um, we had a Didi Kikunwala. Um, that was on yesterday. We've had um the Miz on. We've had Joe Thomas on. Um, we've had welterweight uh boxer Crawford on. He, he twenty time champion. We had him on. Uh, we, we just have had so many different great guests. Coming up today, we got Dequel Jackson, Greg Newsom. But next week, it just don't stop, man. Next week, we're going. We we we're working on a guy, Leroy Horde. We're working on him. We we uh, also uh, are already confirmed for Maurice Claret in the building, nice. in the studio, in the studio. We got Maurice Claret. Um, so we got a lot of big names we working on, still ready to get to. Um, and so you know. That's the thing about the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You know, it's just not us up there talking because we we understand you want to see the, the real guys. You want to see the guys that have been doing it in Cleveland, the names, the people around in the national scene. They got all of them. They got all those. So that's, the, that's what makes this show unique is we get the A-list guys. Now, Leroy Horde was once on Locked on Browns, and one of the great things with, with the course we have with Leroy is he talked about how difficult it was that final season because basically it was all put on the players, and you know fans were pissed and aggravated, and understandably so. And here were these players, and the last thing these players wanted to do was being leave, leaving Cleveland. It, it was it, it was a, it was a great spot. Leroy Horde is fantastic. Leroy now doing uh, radio down in South Florida, so it should be should be excellent. Make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Garrett Bush, one of the excellent analysts there, of course. Adam the Bull, of course. You know Jay Crawford, and many, many others. It's been it's been a fun ride this week. So if you're not checking it out, make sure you do. Uh, make sure you're following Garrett at G Bush ninety one. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Myself, your host at and, Jeff and underscore. And LJ before, underscore and before we jump in. before uh, before we go too far, you done told me. You got some tricks up your sleeve too, Jeff. <laughs> we've been working. We've been, we've been, been working. working. We've been uh-huh. working. We've been yeah, working. And, uh-huh. you know, look, I, one thing I've always wanted to be able to do is to try to bring you some more player access to the show. And look, we had success. Um, you know, we've had, you know, Joe Schobert was a part of the show. Um, we had Joe Batonio on the show. I, I, that is something I want to be able to do. And, I, and I've been, I've been working. I really have. Um, yeah. A lot of talks with agents and things of that. And as the show has grown, obviously you get the opportunities like these. So we're going to have some fun things coming in the weeks. Um, appreciate all of you who make Locked On Browns your first listen. Um, it's it, the importance and the love that you guys show for this. It, it, I mean, a number one, I love doing this. I mean, I, I, I'll be here every day anyway. But the love and the, the appreciation, all of you coming here every day to listen, just means the absolute world. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're following, subscribe. Hook me up, do those five-star ratings and written reviews. We covered a ton here today as far as the 2022 schedule. Garrett Bush going to go over and rock out another great show today at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Appreciate you all for being along. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on ELOB. Let's go Browns.